Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test this morning. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, because this is the day that you have made. Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, we thank you because we see the sun rise this morning. We thank you for the breath of life in our nostrils. We thank you, Lord, because we laid to bed. We didn't wake ourselves up. Lord, you raise us up back again. We give you all the praise, Lord, this morning, that we are able to come worship, to come read your word. Father, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the God of the entire universe. You are the one who is from everlasting to everlasting, you said to Moses. You are the I am, yes, Lord. You are who you are. You are the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. We give you all the praise, Father. Thank you, Lord, because you do not change. Your word says that because you do not change, Lord, we can approach you with confidence. That is why the sons of Jacob, the children of Israel, all everyone who loves you are not consumed. Father, we thank you this morning for the blood of Jesus. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus as we spend this time again in your presence. Lord, we ask, give us wisdom, give us understanding. Lord, cause us to, to glean actions we need, steps we need to take from today to change our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Aenike. We continue our reading of the Bible. Today we take um, the book of First John. We took chapters 2 yesterday, so today we take chapters 3. Remember that John is tackling. Yes, he's trying to tackle um, the heresies that were going about at this time. Gnosticism, uh, the, the major one, which says that, look, the flesh is separate from the spirit. The flesh is corrupt. The spirit is divine. The flesh cannot corrupt the spirit. And so whatever the flesh does is separate from the spirit. The spirit is divine. It will eventually return back to God. In other words, from this um, uh, teaching, you can say that everybody will be saved eventually, okay? So, um, if everybody will be saved, then, then let's live our lives however we like, presently on this earth. It will not matter. And John is going to tackle it further in this chapter 3. He's going to be, talk about the fact that righteousness is antithesis, antithesis to, to sin, it is opposite to sin, okay? It, they cannot, they cannot cohabit. They cannot stay together, okay? And in terms of righteousness, he is talking about lawlessness, just living however you like. You remember, the Bible says that we were bought with a price. 
yes we were we we were ransomed someone purchased our righteousness and surely surely he will have us live for him but um first of all he will talk about the fact that look it's not strange that the world does not recognize us they didn't recognize jesus and so the way a christian lives i'm telling you oftentimes confounds the world and just as they rejected jesus uh, if you are living in christ i'm telling you today the world will not only be confused about the way you are living but they will reject you and finally he will conclude by telling us that look if indeed you love god remember our law is just one love if you love god if you love people it should show in your actions hallelujah all right please get your bibles this morning let's let's read first john chapter 3 i see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children did you see that see how very oh sorry see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children and that is what we are we are the children of god we are the children of god because god calls us his children we are the children of god because christ made us god's children hallelujah he says but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are god's children because they don't know him if you know god you will recognize his gift inside other believers if you know god john is saying here the reason why they cannot recognize us is because they don't know god when jesus himself walked on this earth the very messiah that the nation of israel had been the jews had been open and had been prophesied by several many dozens of prophets i prophesied is coming he appears on the stage and they did not recognize him they were looking for a military leader he, sh- he shows up as a as a as a lamb a a very meek and you know quiet person and they rejected him rejected him to the point that they fulfilled the very words the prophet said they they persecuted them and they persecuted him and killed him okay and i'm telling you the same is going to happen to us jesus said look if they persecuted me they will persecute you the followers and that we are not greater than him okay so very very important this morning uh the world does not recognize us uh because it, they don't know him and so that should not surprise you right dear friends we are already god's children okay we are already god's children so he's talking to people who are believers dear friends we are already god's children but he has not yet shown us what we will be like hmm? but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when christ appears i can promise you eh, the glory that you will display when christ appears no one has seen okay even you yourself you don't know it is on that day when jesus was going to teach this jesus says on that day you will see that the first will be last and the last will be first we will be surprised on that day that those whom we thought you know where where we they held it up together you know uh, were not like that and then we will see that god's measurement is not man's measurement we measure by what we can see 
God goes beyond just what he sees on the outside. He's measuring what is on the inside. So very important, dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will we will see him as he really is. We will be like him. So if you want to have a glimpse of what you will be like when Christ appears, we know at least he gave John a glimpse of what he is like. Go read the go read the, uh, Revelations. Revelations chapter 1, when Jesus appears, you know, um, John describes what he was seeing, you know, and that is the same glory, for we will be, we will be like him, for we will see him as he, as he really is. He says, and all who, who have this eager expectation, we keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. It's as simple as that. So how can Gnosticism be encouraging us? To live however we like. All who have this eager expectation, who are looking to the day when Christ will appear, because they know that on that day they want to be like Him. He says, All will have this eager expectation. We keep themselves pure, just as Christ is pure. Okay? Just as Christ loved the world, we also love. Okay? You can't say, you you love Jesus, you love God the Father, and not love love Him in return. You know, as in physically show it and love other people in return. It does not go like that. And for a lot of people, they will say, "But I love God. I go to church. I do this. I read my Bible." It's um it's way beyond that. You know, fact, Jesus never mentioned anything about church when he was talking about love. It said, "Look." Um, when they were asking him, okay, who is my neighbor? When he talked about love your neighbor as yourself, someone asked him, so who is my neighbor? He preached about the good Samaritan, you know, a man traveling on the journey. And I was making a point about the good Samaritan, how out of the blues, you know, see that man going to church. He said the priest was coming, sees this guy on the roadside, in fact, passes him by, and then the Levites, uh, uh, a temple attendant is coming, sees the man on the roadside. They were all in quotes going to church, you know, but they did not stop because for various reasons. The priest and the Levite did not stop because if they touched the man who was looking like he was dead, they would not, they would have been defiled. They would not have been allowed to, you know, to, um, they would not have been allowed to serve in the temple. Okay, so but this Samaritan, who you would have said uh, is not righteous, does not know God, comes by and picks up this man, takes him to the hospital. And then Jesus asks this question, so who is that person who has taken care of his neighbor? It was clear, it was clear to the Pharisees, okay? So very, very important. On that day, Jesus said, he told another parable, he said, I was in the hospital, you didn't visit me. I was in prison. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't visit me in prison. I was hungry. You didn't give me food. And many of them were saying, "Ah, ah Jesus, I cannot possibly see you in prison. Ha! Hear that you are in the hospital, and I will not come and visit you. Jesus, not possible. Okay? He said, "Ah, Jesus, you asked me for food. I didn't give you." And Jesus told them, "Look, I came to you. You didn't recognize me. Whatever you were doing to people, you were doing to me. Okay? 
So all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. They will live in love just as Jesus loved. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. Every sin breaks the law of God. It's as simple as that. Okay? And that is why God will be just. He will be fair to punish the world for sin. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know, and you know, and you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. And there is no sin in him. And so, if every sin, everyone who is sinning, okay, so remember I always talk about, so this is talking about lawlessness, this is talking about habitually living in sin, okay, so I'm not just talking about um, because you make a mistake or um, you are just, every that will happen to everyone, okay, everyone who sins is breaking God's law, if we know this, then how can Gnosticism be encouraging, be telling us that whatever the flesh does, does not matter. It says, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Verse 5 again. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. And there is no sin in him. He came to take our sins. How can we habitually now be living in sin? That's what John is saying. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. If you continue to live in Christ, it's like two, two habitations, two houses. How do you live in two houses at the same time? Okay? You cannot physically indwell two houses at the same time. Anyone who continues to live in Christ will not live in sin. Simple. But anyone who continues on, who keeps on sinning, live, continue to live in the house that they sin, cannot claim that they are living in, in the house that is Christ. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not keep, does not know him or understand who he is. Their children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. Did you hear that? Hmm. Don't fall for this gnosticism. He's telling them, eh? They are telling you that just so local palace here. We call it chop your life. Just chop your life. Just live your life however you like. Okay. Whatever your body is doing does not affect you. It's fine. Uh, the body will perish here on this earth. Okay? Um, you will definitely... You came into this world, you know, empty-handed. You will leave this world empty-handed. And so we will bury your body in the, in the grave. Your spirit that is going to God cannot be corrupted. You see how dangerous, you know, this heresy, this teaching is, right? It has many elements of truth. But it has so many lies into inside, inserted inside it. There are many truths. You came into this world empty-handed. You will surely leave this world empty-handed. That is true. However, the actions that your body, okay, this flesh is accumul- accumulating, Jesus says you will give account of. Okay? So don't fall for that lie. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. Hmm? When people do what is right, it shows that they are they are righteous even as christ is righteous if people do what is right it shows that they are righteous it shows that they are in christ someone something someone inside them 
is animating them okay so just look at your life i always say what is the dominant the dominant actions coming out of your life it is telling you who is animating you it says but when people keep on sinning it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since he has been sinning since the beginning okay because the devil is the one animating them they will keep on sinning hmm? they will keep on sinning See, but the son of god came to destroy the works of the devil if jesus came to destroy the works of the devil how can you keep on sinning you can't keep on living habitually in sin when that was the very thing that jesus came to to take out that when which when that was the very thing jesus laid down his life for he says those who have been born into god's family do not make a practice of sinning okay making it clear again those who have been born into god's family do not make a practice of sinning because they are they are they are children of god they do not make a practice of of sinning because they are children of god he says so now we can tell who are children of god and who are children of the devil right it should be simple now right just look at their lives who is animating them are they habitually living in righteousness I they habitually living in when I say love when I say righteousness simple I say are they habitually living in love or are they habitually living okay um in sin okay when sin as simple as thou shalt not steal okay is is love if you love your neighbor you will not steal their property Aha, it's as simple as that that shall not convert thy neighbors that their neighbors property forget the, the ten command or, or whatever all the commandments it's love why will you be converting what is another person it's not yours wait for your for your own you will get it okay so uh yes we can tell who the children of god is and 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 who the children of devil of the devil are anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to god it's as simple as that it is telling you who you belong to so my question this morning is who do you belong to i'm not saying you don't go to church i'm not saying you don't do good once in a while who do you belong to who is animating you verse 11 love one another this is the message you have heard from the beginning we should love one another that is god's commandment love one another none of us have seen god before the way we prove we love god is by loving people love one another we must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother and why did they kill him because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous eh? when you are jealous of someone there's no need for us to tell you that shall not you should not be jealous of of someone you know to the point that you kill them you even kill them okay many of us will say above sir i didn't kill anybody okay it will eventually lead you there okay so we should not be like cain cain who his brother abel offers his own sacrifice he offers his own sacrifice a lot of people make the mistake that the reason why god rejected cain's sacrifice was because he offered he offered um fruits why gabriel abel offered you know uh, a burnt offering to god it wasn't just about that it was about what they were doing what was inside them who was animating them let's read that again 
It says we must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he do it? He said because Cain had been doing what was evil. Eh? It wasn't the sacrifice. It was the person that God rejected. Eh? And when God rejected the person, then God rejected the sacrifice. Okay? This is how it works. Okay? It is you first before your sacrifice. It says because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was right. That showed in the sacrifice that they brought to God. He says, so don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Eh? When we do like Abel, eh? <laughs> the world will hate us. When we say love, the world will hate us. The world will look, what are, who are these fanatics even? Who are these fanatics who says, I cannot love only myself and live for myself and do everything for myself? Who are these fanatics that says, no, uh, if they hated, they, just like Cain hated Abel, they will hate us. The Bible, John says, don't be surprised. If we love one, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. It's as simple as that. If we love our brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. See, John is using some very strong words. Do you agree? I'm sure most people don't agree. Uh -uh. Pastor, what do you mean? Eh? If I don't have love, I am dead. Yes, John says, by the revelation God gives to him, he says that if you don't have love, eh, you are living in the house eh, that is sin. You are dead. The wages of sin that sin, sin gives you in the end, Romans, is death. So you understand that verse now. <laughs> if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, and we love others, not even just them. Yes, it must begin in the house of God. We must love everyone. It proves that we have passed from death to life. If we live in love, it proves that we have accepted we are living in Christ. But a person who has no love is dead. Yes, you are, you are dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. Eh? Hates someone, simply hating someone is really a murderer at heart. Pastor, yes, strong words, I know. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. It's as simple as that. They don't. You can't have eternal life in you. That's what John is simply saying. And not love. Just look at your life. You can't have eternal life. You can't have Christ in you and not love. 16, we, 16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. That's how we know what love is. So someone might have been saying, but pastor has been talking about love, 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 love. What is love? Love is giving. Jesus gave up his life for us. Love is forgiving. Jesus, Jesus forgave our sins even when we we should not have meant anything to him okay the Bible says for a righteous person some people will dare to die but while we were in our sins Jesus forgave us and came and died and died for us eh? that is what love is so you want to know what real love is just look at Jesus Jesus gave up his own life for us so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters it's as simple if you want to practice love, just do what Jesus did. But pastor, if I die today, um, 
usually it will not come to that. Eh? <laughs> it will not come to the point of where the, you have to literally die. But you should be willing to give up yourself. That's what John is saying. If someone has enough money to live well, you see now, he will explain it. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? No, it doesn't work like that. Okay, so this is not saying that you should just give away everything you have and then just be just be careless with everything you have. God expects you to manage your resources. However, please remember that when love is the one animating you, you can't see you have enough. That's the word that's the word you use. You have more than enough. You have enough to live well and you know take care of yourself. And then you see someone else in need, someone comes up to you someone asks for your help and nothing absolutely nothing nobody's even saying you should go there the entire mile and do everything you know the good samaritan didn't do everything the good samaritan did what he could do took the man to the hospital gave them money he said i know this is what is will not be enough but when i come back i will i will i will i will i will do the balance at least go as far as you can go to help the person toward push the person towards um, their destination and then God will sort them out okay you can't you can't say you know Christ and not love dear children let's let's not merely say that we love each other let us show the truth by our actions eh? love no before mouth uh-huh. love is not just in talking and no it shows in our actions Eh? believers love shows in their actions our actions will not be selfish it will be like christ it will be to give and to forgive our actions will show 2019 that we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before god our actions eh? we show that we belong to the truth that day when we stand before god we will know I will be confident and I hope that you will be confident. I will not be afraid of that day because I know that as I have lived in Christ and Jesus has animated and used me on this earth in order to live through me. And so on that day, I know I will not be condemned. 20 says, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. Hmm? And he knows God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. He knows everything. Okay. So, um, this one can be a bit strong also if we feel guilty that many times where believers you know feel condemned in their hearts uh, God is greater than our feelings okay and we must be able we must be able to to go beyond that very important well let me go back to 19 again I, this action part you know is coming to me again our actions will show that we belong to the truth you know so uh, I remember once you know uh, we were taking a course in psychology and it was talking about a belief action you know it was talking about belief actions and thoughts okay belief action and thoughts and it was saying to believe your thoughts you know your belief is a triangle that goes concentric it continues to go around and around each one okay so you can't tell where it's starting from but when we look at your actions we can tell what your beliefs are if we want to know what your beliefs are, we just need to look at your most dominant thoughts, okay? 
And when we look at your most dominant thought, we will see the action that it will be producing. Do you, do you get it now? Okay. <laughs> so, it says in 19 again, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. Our actions is, are showing what our beliefs are. Eh? And our beliefs are showing what the dominant thoughts in us. Is Christ really in us? It is showing. Okay? So, your actions cannot be separated from who you are. Yeah, your beliefs. It cannot be separated. Very important. I thought to go back to that. Even if we if we feel guilty, 20 again, God is greater than our, our, our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. Even when you feel guilty, my advice here is come, <laughs> come and meet God. <laughs> Push on is my own. I'm feeling guilty. Come into the presence of God. Many people, when they are feeling guilty, they run away from God. When I am feeling guilty, that is when I run towards God. Okay? So, <laughs> Lord, take me as I am. My only plea is that Christ died for me. That's all. Take me as I am. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come we can come to God with bold conf- with bold confidence 22 and we receive and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him and this is his commandment we must believe in the name of his son we must believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he commanded us you see belief again you see you see actions and you see thoughts coming together again. Very important. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his, of his son, Jesus Christ. And when we do, okay, it will come out in action and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gives he gave us lives in us hallelujah so let's round this up as we go very important okay so gnosticism says you can live however you like Mm? and it's not a problem just live enjoy your life it's okay but living in christ christianity says this is different in christ we are different it shows our action shows who we believe in it shows who we belong to if we are in christ it will show in our action who we are shows what we do very importantly so this morning i want you to take a look at your life as you go through the day take a look at your actions and let the fact that you are a christian drive the things you do hallelujah and God will help you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, take us deeper in our walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to love you more and more. Help us to love one another better and better today in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over someone. I declare today that you are blessed. I declare that today you will experience success in every area of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.